Oh yeah, that was the other thing I was I was in the midst of was talking about. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was talking about these radio hosts and on Dan Patrick, he yeah he had Brian Kelly on good interview. I'm still in the midst of listening to it actually. It was a good interview. He asked him, you know, asking good questions. He always does. But before that, he mentioned uh, he referenced. I think Peter King had an article just really shitting on. You know, how dare you? What? Where's your moral compass and all that stuff for leaving your team high and dry? Why would you do that? Uh, and Dickie V, the great Dickie V, you know, same thing on Twitter was kind of uh, tweeting his his disgust for for leaving. Listen, that's not fun. It's not fun to do that. Nobody likes doing that if they're in a place where they enjoy. Even if they're, even if you work at a place that you hate. Let's say Brian Kelly hated Notre Dame. He got to the end and he was like, I hate this place and I want out. That doesn't mean you hate every single person there. That doesn't mean he hates the players. That doesn't mean he hates his other coaches. He might not hate any, anybody. He might hate everyone. But it's not – there's no uh, – there's no like easy, fun – it's yeah. You have all these stories of like, you know, fuck you, and I'm gonna walk out, and it's gonna be great. It still sucks because like, you know, there's even the places that I've hated working the most. There were still people that I enjoyed going to work and seeing, and it was still like, okay, this is gonna be tough. And uh, so I just the whole the whole notion of like you have some moral obligation to just like. Uh no, I'm going to I'm going to pass on on all this money and all this stuff that I want in a job and I'm just going to stay where I am because it's the morally right thing to do. There is this is going to sound maybe immoral to some, but there's no morality when it comes to your own finances and your own career. The morality lies with what you need to do best for you and your family. I've said this. That's that's the thing you need to think about. And it sucks. It's hard to leave sometimes. I have left in the last year. In the last year, I have left one, two, three, four. I've left four places. That's not how I wanted this year to go. And all of the times that I left, it was my choice. Um. Because I, I think this is this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do for me. This is the right choice for me. And a couple of those didn't didn't work out so well. It was like, oh shit. Um, and and I left, and you know what? It was. It actually, you'd think it would get easier, in a way, because it's like, all right, well, here we go again. No, it gets harder. It's a hard thing to do. When I left retail, when I left, you know, when I was a dime a dozen in a book, in a big box bookstore, and I left for my first office job, and I had to tell my manager, and I typed up a friggin' resignation letter and handed it to him, and like real professional, and he was like, he was disappointed, but he's like, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man, and that was hard because I knew I was like, this isn't the end of an era for me. I have had the most fun that I've ever had anywhere that is called work. This is the closest thing that I can have to changing the name of work to fun because it's been so much fun. It's been like summer vacation, summer camp, um, just no stress, no ha- just fun. 
no worries. I mean, yeah, not being paid very well is kind of shitty, but like it still worked. It just it worked. And I left there and I said, all right, I have to leave because I know this is the right thing to do. And it was the right thing to do. But it didn't make it any easier to leave. It still sucked. And when I've left the places that I, you know, it's it's just not, it's just not easy. So this whole, uh, you know, this whole like moral high ground of like, I, how dare you leave for the, and look, Dickie V is somebody who's probably like one of a kind. He's been, I mean, he's he's been ESPN since the beginning, right? He's been there, for, you know, he's been doing this for 40 years. He has been loyal and it has paid off for him, I'm sure. And he probably, maybe he has turned down, you know, who knows? Maybe NBC or Fox or somebody. I'm sure every once in a while he gets huge offers. And Dickie V is the kind of guy who says, look, I don't need this. I don't need money. I've got money. I'm good. I like where I am. And I'm happy here. And this is where I'm going to stay. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. And that's great. Again, I said this before. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of people who have that longevity. And it's worked out for them. And for me... I, yeah, do I sometimes wonder if I stayed at this place or that place, like, what would my salary look like? What would my, would I be, you know, if I stayed at a place where I was happy, a a place that I left where I was really happy, what would I be doing there right now if I was still there? Would I still be there? Would I have, would I have been part of a layoff eventually? Would I have, you know, who knows? You can't, you can't prove that just like you can't prove, hey, what if I, you know, if I passed up this great opportunity and then years later, like, boy, what if I took that? What if I, there's always, everything's a fucking fork in the road. They always talk about when you get to this fork in the road, everything's a fork in the road. You have to make choices every day and not, not the right choice and the wrong choice. It's just choice A and choice B. And you're never going to know what the right or right or wrong choice. You don't know because you don't know what didn't happen. You can never prove that. You can't prove something that's not there or that never existed. So you have to go with what's best for you, what's right for you, what you feel is best for you, and try to make it work. And if it doesn't, then, you, then you're then you at another crossroad and you have to make another choice. And any of so, – so when somebody comes up and says like, oh, boy, that's – talk about no moral compass. Talk about just really screwing over your – no – he didn't screw, he didn't do anything. He took a job that's going to be best for him. That's what and so did Lincoln Riley and so did every coach who's ever left a team, which is I don't know, like every coach ever. Every coach ever has left a team. I don't know, Shashevsky, Bayheim. You know, you've got and maybe that's it for somebody like Dickie V. He's used to the college basketball world where yeah, these coaches have been around forever. Shashevsky's about to leave. I think is it is Beheim leaving soon as well. Anyway, you you know these guys have been around for forty some odd years. They've been around since you know Beheim since the seventies coaching at Syracuse. I was just thinking the other day when my parents and I were walking around the Grand Floridian Hotel in Orlando, and my dad just randomly went up to some guy reading a book, sitting in a lounge chair out on a deck, and shook his hand and said, "Hey, nice to meet you." Hey, I'm John Hopkins. Pleasure to meet you. And I'm like, what? Like, what the hell was that? What did you? What just happened? My dad's like, that's Jim Beheim. 
And at the time, I'm like 15. I'm like, who the fuck is Jim Beheim? He's like, he's a coach of Syracuse. He's a legend. Even my mom, who went to Syracuse, didn't recognize that it was Jim Beheim. And she said, oh, it's Jim Beheim. Wow. Anyway, he's been there forever. And and so maybe if you're in the college basketball world, there's a little more of that. There's a little more of that loyalty and stability and whatever you want to call it. Um, but man, and and people have offered those guys stuff. I'm quite sure to go to other places, uh, and that's great. If you can turn something like that down, and you're just you're content and you're ha- that's fucking awesome. Again, I wish I had that. I wish I was in a position where money. Could, could mean less to me than it does. But I'm not in that position. And that's why, I, that's why I've had a lot of jobs over the years because I'm trying to get as much money as I can so I can get in a position where I don't actually need money. It's one of those weird things. I'm trying to get as much money so that I don't need it, so that I can take a job based on, hey, this looks fun. It doesn't pay as much, but that's okay. I'll still survive. I don't need the money. It's not about the money. I'd like to get there. Um, but for people who aren't and people who say, you know what, I'd like to be able to really take care of myself and take care of my family and take care of my kids and my grandkids and this and that. And, uh, you know, maybe my grandkids, grandkids who I won't even meet, have them be set for life because of the decisions uh, that I'm making. Uh, who, who are, who's any of us to like criticize them? Certainly, and you can be unhappy with it because it is sucky. But to be unhappy with the person themselves and hold them like completely accountable and responsible and say like you are you're evil because you took a new job. No, you're not. You think that person's like loving life when that happens? When they have to make that announcement where they had to tender their resignation, especially Brian Kelly's been there for 12 years. And I don't think a lot of people expected him to leave, not anytime soon. They probably expected that he'd just finish out and retire in a few years. And he's got a 10-year contract with Louisiana State University. And uh, that's the first time I've ever actually said – everybody says LSU. I figured I'd just spell out the whole thing. Anyway, and and these guys are making a shit ton of money to go and do this. I don't don't know. But you also have to – yeah, you have to get listeners and you have to get subscribers and you have to get people taught. Look, who's when was the last time? I, I don't remember the last time. And I'm not, this isn't shitting on Peter King. I don't really, I don't think about Peter King that much. If I see him on a show, it's like, hey, there's Peter King talking about football. He's very smart, really good, good writer, smart guy, knows a lot about football. But uh, hey, he's probably got more hits on, you know, whatever that article is because he's got people talking about it because yeah, it is a, it's a hot take, I guess. Um, but he probably legitimately feels that way. And it's, I don't fault him for feeling that way. You feel the way you feel. That's fine. But I think it's a little, it's a little much to come down so hard on somebody and claim some like moral superiority because they took a really good job offer that works out well for the, for them and their family. And that is, I know he's the coach and he's got a team of players and he's got a coaching staff and all this stuff. And yeah, it does suck for them. Because now they they don't have their coach, and Notre Dame doesn't even have. I mean, there, there is there is no coach, and then the and fucking they're gonna be hit with some kind of some kind of penalty for not having a coach. Like it's their fault that he. I mean, that's insane. That's just insane. The whole system. I mean, be mad at the system. I guess. 
Like, should a guy be allowed to leave a team in, you know, and that's the other thing. I actually, when I think about it, yeah, he should be able to leave anytime he wants. Sorry to say. Does anybody have a problem? When the team is not doing that well and they shit can a guy, uh, you know, in the middle of December, <laughs> right before the holidays, and I know these guys are not, you know, they're not making $15 an hour coaching football, but uh, nobody has a problem. They're like, yeah, this guy's got to go. He's got to go. Team's no good. He's, we Get rid of this guy. Get somebody else. And then when they're that good and somebody else wants them, now it's like he goes to get a better deal. And you're like, oh, that's bullshit. I'm that's a morally bankrupt individual, whatever you say. Fuck you. You're full of shit. You don't mind when they get fired, but God forbid they're they're really good at their job and they go find a better opportunity that's that suits them and their family better than the current one. Nah, fuck off. That's what it's all about. Sorry. Blame blame the college football system. Blame capitalism. I don't know. Blame if you want to blame things. There's like there's always a bigger system at play, and you're you're blaming one of the little cogs in the wheel, which I always think is silly. You know, multi million dollar cog, but hey, it's a cog nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I have no I have no issue. I have no issue with that. I have no issue that they. I don't think it's great. But I don't have an issue in the sense of like, oh, how that's unfair. He should be something. He should be punished in some way for no. Sorry, I know you got get games coming up, and uh, and your coach is gone. That sucks. It does suck. But like, is it really just suddenly without the coach? It's not like he's a pilot of an airplane for Delta and American Airlines called him and made him an offer in the middle of a flight from Chicago to Los Angeles. He takes a parachute and jumps out and lands in a in another plane. It's not quite like that. It's not literally a life or death thing. These guys are good players. They have good coaches. They have a head coach who was really good, and they have one more game. Do you think suddenly, what, are they going to just all forget how to play football? And the rest of the coaching staff, who really does, you know, a ton of the work, the defensive coordinators and the QB coaches and all the special te- you know, all these other assistant coaches who are – crucial to the whole operation do you think that they're just going to forget how to coach and they're just going to suddenly give bad coaching advice to the team no so relax just relax they'll be fine it sucks but the you know people have to do what they have to do nobody would have, i don't know that's that's how it goes so when it's like when peter king is just screaming about the moral this and ethical that like oh stop the guy left a job for another job (laughs) that's it (laughs) it's over we've all done it coaches do it all the time yeah okay Shashevsky, Bayheim, a couple others probably who have been around forever you know Jeff Fisher's always a loyal guy until he and then he gets fired well these guys are they're being proactive. Not that Brian Kelly was on the hot seat at all in any way, but he's just uh, he's making a making a run for it, cashing in while he can, getting a better opportunity. That's all. Hey, I'm out of I'm out of bed. I'm actually standing. I'm walking. This is good. All right, that's it. Talk to you later.